Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Jeff Garrison with Results on Purpose. Welcome, Jeff. Uh, Welcome. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about Results on Purpose. How are you serving folks? Well, Results on Purpose is uh, a system of teaching leadership teams, owners and leadership teams, how to plan and execute and build culture and do performance coaching, you know, all wrapped into one. So they, they learn the system and then we have ongoing coaching to help them do that. And, uh, you know, every client uh, doubles, triples uh, their business and, and more. Now, I'm sure the name of the firm wasn't created uh, by accident. Uh, can you share... Uh, why you chose the words results, number one, and on purpose, number two, um, I would imagine in your work, you've seen some folks get some results and not exactly know why. Yeah, uh, you know, we can grow our businesses, we can achieve some of our goals, but often we're, we're working way too hard to get it done. Um, and, you know, that sometimes has the accidental part but uh, we chose results uh, in the name because that's what we focus on. There are uh, so many folks that uh, are busy. They believe that the, the things that they do, uh, the activities that they have in their job, that that is their job. But really, every job exists uh, from the receptionist on up to the CEO to achieve a certain result. And often we don't know what result our company expects from us. So we start with that and then we're, uh, you know, we, we measure it, we hold people accountable and that's the on purpose part. Now, um, how did you come to this? Because it sounds, I mean, it sounds obvious when you say it, but I just know too many people and I've seen too many things to, to, uh, have seen what you've said is actually, 100% true that people are just doing things and they're not really kind of, they just had did it yesterday. So that's why they're doing it again today. And they kind of maybe have lost focus of what their original result was that they were even after. Yeah. And it's throughout the company. And I'll give you a a really recent example. I, I had a client give me a call last week because he had hired, uh, a, a, person in uh, a frontline position and, you know, calling to say, you know, I'm not sure it's working out. We're having some issues. Um, she's not showing enough initiative was kind of the global phrase he used. And, and so I asked my client if he had shared with her exactly what result he wanted from her. Why does her job exist? And what does it look like for her to be getting 
that result? And, you know, the answer is, well, he'd kind of skipped that part. Well, go back and do that. And then, you know, let me know how that changes things. And uh, it was really simple. And, you know, I did get feedback that things are great. Um, And so, you know, it's just that idea. We don't, we think about positions, but we don't think about why they exist. We don't think about, uh, you know, what the company's really trying to achieve and, and put that into action. Uh, we're just doing stuff. Now, um, when you start working with a new client, is this something that you look at the business holistically as a whole and then get granular to each and every kind of process and person in the team? I work with the owners and their leadership teams and then push, teach them how to push this stuff down to their direct reports and so on. So uh, the implementation and, and teaching starts with those what are typically four or five people. And, it, it, uh, and they have to figure out themselves uh, what results they own as the, say, the finance leader or the sales and marketing leader or or the operations leader. And uh, and when we talk about owning results, we're really talking about very high level. If you can't explain what result you own uh, for your company in a sentence, then you're getting too detailed. And then so there are some activities you go through with the leadership to kind of really hone in on maybe the things they own, maybe the things that they shouldn't be owning and, um, and then kind of helping them move around the pieces on the chessboard. Uh, exactly. Uh, we essentially build uh, an ownership chart. Uh, you know, we identify what needs to be owned in a company, what results need to be done and, you know, figure out who needs to own those things. We can't have, we can't expect results and not have somebody in charge of seeing that we get them. It doesn't mean that they do everything. It's just that, you know, somebody makes sure it's happening. And, you know, when those things are clear and we put measurements around it, uh, you know, that starts to help smoke out what the problems are with getting the results that they want. And it, it may be process. It, uh, it may be just defining what we need. It may be that the people who are responsible for getting those results really aren't the right people for that. They're not wired or they haven't been trained or they may not have the tools to get the results that you want. So when we do this, it smokes out a lot of other problems that the uh, company needs to fix. So now what does kind of the engagement look like with you? What's the first, let's start at the beginning. Like what's the pain that the client's having? Do they even recognize that they're kind of uh, a little out of whack or is it something that something is specifically happening? Like, oh, sales are down. Let me call Jeff or um, I can't, I can't keep any of my employees. Let me call Jeff. It's, uh, you know, thus far my business has been 100% referral and, uh, what's happening is they're looking at somebody they know and seeing what's happening in their business and they start talking about it and then they're uh, referred to me. And usually they uh, they may not have something specific. They just know that their business is not clicking on all cylinders 
or that they're uh, feeling stuck, they haven't progressed like they thought they would. Or for owners, a lot of times it's they're uh, stuck in the weeds and they've got you know little personal freedom. They don't have the freedom that they thought they would have when they became an entrepreneur and started a business. So uh, more often it's not that they know that something specific is wrong. They just know that things aren't right. Now, is today's world where there's a lot of kind of remote work and you're you're not kind of in close contact with folks uh, as much as you had been in the past, and a lot of people are working kind of in an island, really. You know, they're they're connected to the company, but they're not seeing it in the in the frequency they used to, and they they're not having kind of these accidental collisions that they might have had in the past. Is to me that you would need to be so clear on expectations and the results you're after or else something can really get off the rails pretty quickly with a miscommunication and it not being caught. And then, you know, days turn to weeks, like it can turn into a bad uh, outcome if you don't get this right. And it, it would seem like your kind of methodology fits perfectly with today's hybrid remote working world. Yeah, it it does. And, and uh, for me personally, uh, I have not stopped seeing all of my clients in person. I, I work with the leadership teams all together for uh, full days um, and, and it stayed in person. But in helping them deal with remote workers, it's, uh, yeah, you know, with remote workers, that uh, leaders often have this. Uh, question, what are they doing? What are they doing with their time? And when results aren't exactly what they want or things aren't timely, they start getting stuff into their head. You know, are they working? What are they doing? And uh, what we're finding is that just there's a misalignment in expectations a lot of time and and leaders can easily jump to uh, conclusions that aren't accurate and so when we go back and we make things really clear for everybody or help them to make things really clear, here are the results that we want. Here's what it looks like when you're getting those results. Uh, here's what we want, might measure. Uh, you know, where's the proof? And if, if that's good, everything's good. We don't worry about all these silly details. So now is there any advice you could share with the listener right now? Is there something they could be doing like today with their team, some easy thing to implement, maybe a baby step in this process to at least open their mind to thinking in this manner? Uh, well, to start with, uh, I would say for everybody, just talk more with your leadership team and, and on down. Um, you know, we uh, often don't appreciate as business owners that the people working for us don't know what's in our head, you know, we, uh, what our vision is, where we're trying to go, what we want to uh, accomplish and how we want to impact our communities and the world and, and what's in it for the people helping us do that. And, you know, that's where I tell people to start is, you know, really think about what your business is trying to accomplish, the impact that it's going to have, and how does that affect your employees, uh, and be sharing that with them all the time. And then start, you know, communicate what part they play in getting that done. And, and some people won't be excited about that. 
And you probably ought to find a way to, you know, get them out of the way or out of the company and, and replace them with people who are excited about what you're trying to do. It's, you know, when everybody's uh, excited about what, you know, the bigger picture and when they appreciate their role in that, uh, that is simple enough to make things a lot better for you. It kind of releases people's uh, initiative and motivation uh, all moving towards a, a single goal. So now when you're working, not, a, not it's kind of, com- it sounds complicated. Uh, it's not, it, it doesn't have to be perfect the first time you just start talking and repeating, uh, you know, where you're heading. Well, I think when you reframe things and focus on results and you start drilling down and say, okay, everybody, no matter what they're doing, there's an expectation of a result. To just kind of just define even at at people who might not think that their work has a kind of maybe a measurable result. Is there some some jobs or job functions um, where it's more difficult than others to really say, okay, the result of your position is this, like your like some administrative roles. Is there a way to kind of put uh, measurements on those? You can probably, yeah, you can get creative uh, about those things. Um, but, you know, some things are, uh, it's it's okay for them to not be uh, quantitative. They can be qualitative. Uh, I, I'll give you an example I use a lot to illustrate this idea Um, you have probably called the customer service department for your cell phone carrier at some time. And, you know, that person, uh, they may have answered your questions or solved your problem, but at the end of the call, you didn't feel great about the call. Uh, When I share this, I usually get head nods from people. Yeah, I've experienced something like that. And but that person who helped you, if their supervisor was standing right there and asked, how did the call go? They'd probably say, great. I answered their questions. I solved their problem. I'm going to the next one. And, and they think that uh, solving your problem was the result that the company wants. And, and really, if the company were to define it well, what they want is a great relationship with their customers. So uh how they solved your problem, you know, might not have been great. They might have gotten it done, but they they did not enhance the relationship that you had. Uh, and so that's just a misunderstanding of what the result they have. And that thing, that right there is not uh, quantitative. It's, it's qualitative. But even sharing that with the person, it'll change the way they talk to people on the phone um, you know, they might be a little bit more personable when they're thinking, I'm, I'm trying to make this person love our company, that that kind of thing. Um, on the flip side, you've probably had these kind of phone calls where you didn't get your problem solved, but actually you enjoyed the conversation with the person that was trying to help you. Uh, so, uh, you know, does that make sense as yeah, well, that's I, I, I mean, I think that uh, I'm just trying to give a frame for the listener to um think about their own business and, and how there, there are some things that you can count and then some things that um, maybe you shouldn't be counting. <laughs> and you got to kind of define what it is, the result, the outcome. What outcome are you trying at the end of the day do you desire? And then being clear on that and communicating that to everybody involved. And that way you can 
somehow measure that. And that and that's where I guess it gets tricky for business owners where when it is subjective, like you said, the employee thinks, you know, high five, I killed it. And then the customer's angry <laughs> and the owner's like, yeah. what, what happened? I thought we just we did good. And, you know, it's just not being clear on on what it is that is truly important. Yeah. Yeah. And you asked for uh, your question was about a baby step. And I I know that that's not necessarily a, a baby step. And, uh, you know, the long term steps, so to speak, of this is, you know, when you're when you're doing this, it, it does smoke out the people who, uh, you know, can't get it. You know, they're just not wired the way they need to be for the, the role or they don't care. Um, they they need to be coached either up or out of the organization. And this is sort of a long-term thing. And this is where our coaching comes in to help uh, leadership teams define these things for themselves, you know, get it right, communicate it well, and then do the performance coaching with uh, those folks to make this stuff true for their company. Right. And I think at the heart of it, that's what you're really trying to do is make sure that the leadership and the whole team is aligned and, and they're all kind of have the same vision of what could be and should be. And then the sooner you identify the folks that aren't a right fit and replace them with people that are, that's probably where the growth really can happen rapidly. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. And that's sort of the everyday operational culture building side that we work on. Uh, that's sort of the in the business stuff. There's also the on the business stuff. And that's really about the leadership team uh, hitting their own goals, those things they need to uh, achieve to keep moving the, the business forward. And, you know, that that's a different thing. Um, and we do help them, you know, set uh, you know, the long-term goals, what's the big picture, and then chunk those down into really 90-day sprints that we call deliverables. Uh, we don't call them goals because goals implies that, you know, maybe you'll get it done, maybe you won't, you know, we're trying to. But a deliverable is something that as a leader, you deliver. And we get our clients into this rhythm where every quarter as a leadership team, they might have four or five deliverables and they they have to get it done or we lose what's called compounding effort. You know, that opportunity to finish and uh, make a new investment in deliverables and get that compounding over time. But at the end of a few years, if you're operating this way, your leadership team might have gotten, say, 30 or 40 significant things done on your business. And that, that really accelerates the growth of the business when they're that focused and uh, getting things done. And that process itself will also smoke out those leaders that are able to plan and execute and those that are not. And often those that can't wind up volunteering to move to a different role uh, off the leadership team or leaving the company because they know they're not getting it done. Now, so there's a in the business and on the business aspects of what we do. 
Now, when you say deliverable, what's an example of a deliverable? Is that like a sales number or is that an activity? Like what is, um, how is a deliverable defined? It is uh, anything that needs to get done. Um, uh, you know, f- working on the business, for example, uh, uh, where a lot of companies start is uh they don't have their key processes documented. So, you know, it, a, a deliverable might be to document, uh, you know, a, a customer service process or a, a product development process or, you know, something uh, to get it done and, and get everybody following that process. It might be, uh, you know, maybe we need a technology upgrade. So, you know, how far can we get in the next 90 days on, you know, that thing? Uh, it's whatever the business needs. It might be exploring a market, um, could be buying a new piece of equipment. Uh, you know, I have a uh, a client in, in Washington, D.C. It's uh, just one that comes to mind was redesigning the, the manufacturing floor for greater efficiency. So in, in 90 days, they uh, want to have their study done and, and know uh, where they need to be moving uh, equipment and supplies to move faster. But it's things that can be that you control rather than things that you might not be able to control, like a sales goal. Like, right. Yes. Yes. And sales goals. Um, selling is should be part uh, it should be an in the business thing, part of the everyday activity that those people who own the business development results do. So, uh, you know, that's that's more about managing their own uh, personal results in the company and not so much an on the business thing that's in the business. Right. So you want to control what you can control and create tight processes so that you're getting the you're achieving the goals that you have set forth. But the process is more important than the goal because the process is the engine that drives that. Yes. Now, do you work in certain industries or niches or is this something that is kind of industry agnostic? It is uh, definitely industry agnostic. Um, I, again, it's since uh, it's been by referral uh, from the beginning, I've gotten a chance to work in a variety of uh, manufacturing and uh, service businesses, um, financial businesses. It's kind of all over the board. Uh, the thing is, is uh, obviously different industries have their nuances and there's there's things you need to know and do to succeed in that industry. But in the end, most of your success boils down to the time-tested blocking and tackling business things that you do and getting the right people in place to do them. So if, you know, if we can uh, help with those things that the, the last, you know, say 20% of the equation becomes pretty clear to owners and their industry specific stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success. It's a great story and it sounds like you're doing really good work. Um, if somebody wants to learn more and get a hold of you or somebody on your team, what is the website? 
It is resultsonpurpose.com. Well, Jeff, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Uh, Thank you very much, Lee. I enjoyed the conversation. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. (laughs) 